Oh dear. Hi, listeners. Welcome to Podcast with Paul. <laughs> We've got interesting insights guaranteed, and it's time to increase your emotional intelligence. Are we up for increasing our emotional intelligence, listeners? Let's have lots of joy and fun and excitement for sure. Hey, I've got some really special guests along the way. Interesting people, really challenging ideas and challenging conversations. It's going to be amazing. You can learn more about what to do, why to do what to do, and what to do about it all. (laughs) So much fun becoming self-aware, motivated, alive, learning new ways to see the world. Hey everybody, welcome to Podcast with Paul. Welcome back listeners, it's time for episode two with the wonderful Patty. I went to Fiji and I was watching this program because there was nothing on the telly because well, you don't get television in Fiji, strange, strange place. But well, You were just... Surfing massive left handers there. there. No, that... no, I went there with Donald Dickey. We went there to play golf for some reason. Is Donald Dickey a footballer? Yeah, yeah, Donald Dickey. Donald. And paid for Port Adelaide. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And we had an interesting time, but I was watching a show called Naked and Afraid. And I was thinking to myself, obviously there's people there, like, you know, movie people like you, there's people there producing, editing, and someone with the camera. And they're walking around, and these people walk around with nothing on, mm. and they're in the jungle. Yeah, yeah. It, this is a European show, isn't it? Yeah, isn't na- it like naked um, and afraid? I don't know. Yeah, I think I've yeah. seen it. It's on. It's on like SBS at like eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> I've seen it before. But like, I'm trying. They're to... nude, and they just like hang out, and then they introduce like a th- a third person. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like guy and girl <laughs> hanging out nude on the ocean. I could try and find something to eat, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm naked and I'm afraid, and now I've got to sleep on the fucking gr- on yeah. the ground. And it's like, do I like this person? I don't what, know. What, what, and I think to myself, why would they do that? And what is the purpose behind all that? And what just so that I can look at them and look at their silliness? Because here they are, naked, in the jungle. Well, I guess it's it's <laughs> it's not a it's not about them, is it? It's about us watching it, like. It's, you know what I mean? Well, it, it, it's obviously. A, it's, it's, I mean, that I the idea of me and someone else hanging out on the beach alone, naked, only f- catching fish and eating like that sounds wild. But it's not about that. It's about us watching it. It's shit. But what? It's a psychological bloody nightmare. It's like that show Bachelor or any of these first time. Oh, yeah, first yeah. time you got married. Bullshit. It's yeah, maths. It's drama about love and people falling in love, but they're entitled bloody try hard, good looking try, good looking bloody try hard people who go into a space and, and get manipulated and they they get they get psychologically manipulated and they go, Well, I'm gonna put a whole bunch of these good looking people together yeah. who really, you know, are up their own asses so high and they're trying to have a, a, a make a make a show where the show is as long as we can get the girls to cry mm. and we can get the guy to argue over two girls mm. and make them become bitches, then we can film that and then we can, as voyeurs, look at it and go, oh, yeah, I knew she was a bitch. Oh, that guy's a bastard. And, you know, where's all the true love going on? Oh, they're kissing in the spa. How fucking boring is that? Yeah. 
Yeah. But, I mean, it's reality TV, isn't it? Like, it is free. Well, that version of it is freaking boring, I reckon. Like, Well, it bores the hell out of me. And, but, you know, I have attempted to watch it. People love it, though. It rates through the roof. It rates through the roof. It rates through the roof. I last 30 seconds, and I don't know why, but it seems to rate higher amongst the feminine uh, genre. Yeah. I believe that, you know, the women are watching Bachelor, and I don't know if I, I might be right, might be wrong, but it appears to me that. Mates of mine love it too, like blokes that I play cricket with, you know, like real, real <laughs> like like opening batsmen. <laughs> you know, like hardcore staunch opening batsmen. <laughs> He's like, oh, man. <laughs> what the hell? You w-? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then, then it's like the, talk about the first drop is like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> it's unbelievable. Those guys got, you know, got well, do if, get right into it. It's if, like if there was a... I'm like, eyes open going, what the hell are you guys if, watching? If there, was a, if there was a bachelorette, right, and you look at her, I go, God, she's all right. Mm. But she's got 26 guys to choose from. I go, yeah. Bitch, you know, would she choose me? No fucking way, you know. But I think, you know, how does you she... never know? You might be dropping your pants funny. <laughs> I can hope. <laughs> you know, Louis C.K. But I did. I, <laughs> I did watch the. I did watch the ABC, and I watched the latest show on. Uh, I did the Love of the Spectrum, and then I did the, other, yep. the next one, which is you know, I need a date or something. Really. The next one they did. It's just. Ha- it's just happened. Yeah. If you look oh, at the. Yeah. If you look at Ivy. It's date something to do with date, but absolutely made beautifully, and you really feel the connection between their need to feel that they'd like to go on a date. Yeah, yeah. And the beautiful place I've never been on a date, and here's this young lady who's you know, uh, you know, in some ways different because she has whatever going on, and um, and her desire to find someone. That she can communicate with and have a rapport with and build a relationship with, and it's so mm. done so well. Mm. And whoever does it, this is a, this is New South Wales, obviously uh, film people, spend a lot of money and a lot of energy in creating a scene of what appears to be real romance, but real romance exploiting people who are disabled in some ways, either intellectually or physically. Now I'm interested in why we. Is it to... exploitation? I don't know. Well, it's not, and it is. I think it's representation. It's representation. Yeah. But when I watch it, I choke up, and yeah, I absolutely yeah. love it. And I'm going, it's so sensitive mm. and so beautifully done. It's on the edge. That yeah. it's actually enjoyable and good to see people try to attempt to be in a relationship mm. and to want to be in a relationship and have difficulty because it's not easy for them. Because mm. some people it's not easy for. But we want to see the people who it's not easy for. But... Whoever makes the show has to find the people, and then whoever makes the show. Do has we do, do we watch that? Going, thank God it's not me, or mm. I, I I actually have like uh, some kind of relatedness. Yeah, like mm. I have those similar kind of feelings, feelings. And, and maybe we all uncomfortableness do uncomfortableness, and mm. it's like just on a you know really mm. broad you know broad. I think <clears> I think <throat> I think it is. I think it is broad. Yeah, I think it you does. know, like broad. It's like on a broad. It's on a. It's on a broad. It's all about the broads. And the, um, get the word out. I think. I think you're right. I think that. Well, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, is it which one is it, or both? I guess it's both. It's we're touching on a subject that is about love and finding love and finding a partner to share life with mm. and to find love and ultimately, you know, the idea of love and 
I think somehow you get enticed in this. I was reading the other day about a woman's fantasy idea about marriage and the fantasy idea about how being taken by the prince mm. and how often it must be that women was hopeful of being taken by the prince, but it hasn't ended up being a prince, yeah, prince a prince's life. Mm. And they've accepted the life as it is and are some people in relationships because that's it and they're in a resigned space? Or can they learn to accept it and become less resigned and actually start to love themselves and love the relationship and love what it is? But at the end of the day, when we did fall in love, or often we were young, now, is the first person you fall in love with the one you're going to end up marrying? No, not often. But sometimes I think to myself, how many people could you fall in love with? And could you fall in love with two people at the same time? And is, is that real? And, you know, is like it... Lu- Louise and Skye at the right. bottom of the stairs. That's right. So obviously, obviously you're in love with both of them. And, and you know, these, these things occur. And, you know, it's like how, how, how the, the, the challenge of, the challenges of, of existence... And then accepting the scenario, but never is it perfect. But you've you've gone through so many mm. wild places there. Mm. You know, like the idea of what you're talking about. You know, the the prince and the Cinderella scenario, the fairy um, tale that you the, start, the fairy with. tale. Mm. Like th- th- these are the stories we're told mm. and get told as kids. And it was so interesting, you know, like I was talking, so, you know, the, my Mexican director friend, we were talking about this the other night. She was like, you know, every woman is like Cinderella, 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 blah, 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 this and that. I was like, yeah, but what about the reverse? What, what are the men, what are the boys being told? Mm. You know, mm. that you have to be this prince, this charming man that comes into someone's life and... Sweeps them off their feet mm. and, and provides. You know, they're, they're, loves, yeah, exactly. They're roles everything. that we Roll. get taught mm. at so many different levels at you know at such a young age and yeah, it's it, like interesting. You know, like I I did a lot of work with Windmill Theatre Company and they pick apart all of these fairy tales and on every level and they they do such brilliant work and. You know that that's the like at, at its you know at its basic kind of level where like you know what what are what are these things that we tell each other and and as kids what do we tell our kids and as teenagers what is what is this and you know be articulate about it at the moment I love you know what I love Paul podcasting this is so wild no honestly talk about anything. You know, but, because because honestly, no, no, like the, these sorts of ideas <clears throat> that we're talking about now that you have in shows that I've performed in, you get like a two-minute slot, one-minute slot with the ABC or whatever to discuss the play, bang, and you have to sort of advertise it and be, you know, this is the play, da, da, yeah, yeah, and so, say something interesting and charming and use it they get you know that's going to be the bite playing provide something like that for them but we just get we're just sitting here having a ban we're having pe- a banter we're peeling the onion we're just peeling an onion we're just peeling the <laughs> layers onion upon layer yeah but um, it's wild like how good's that yeah i grew i grew up a jehovah's witness and got conformed by 
uh, sectarian idealism. You grew and up a Jehovah's Witness. Born into it. And so it took me till I was about 23 to see the light. So I was... 23. Yeah, I was married as a virgin. So I had to marry within the church. And I met my first wife when she was 15 and a half. And we held hands ice skating around the ice skating rink. What, on Tynes Road or down on Port Road? There. Port Rush Road, Martin. Up, the, uh, up that way where with the... You know, Martin? They had the ice skating ring out there. Another one there. Yeah. Well, actually, so there it was, was before one... your time. It was before your time. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. so there, well, there was Paynham. one on Hindley Road. Oh, Paynham. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paynham ice skating ring. I remember hearing about it. Never went there. <laughs> well, there was one on Hindley Street, yep. wasn't there? Yep. Well, I know there yes, was. because Upstairs at Hindley Street. We that's had correct. a venue underneath it. As, yes. As a theatre company. We ran, oh, yes. We that's right. You did too. It. Yes. And then there was there's the one on... Pepperdine. Uh, at Thebby, Mount yeah. Thebby. Yeah. And there was... Well, that was before Thebby. So Thebby was built Continue after. So, holding hands. Yeah, that was built before. So. You you were sliding and holding. Yes, right. She, <laughs> the Wonder Years. Yeah, the Wonder Years were sliding. Yeah. Yes, sliding and holding through Wonder Years. Yeah. She had braces. So my tongue and her braces were and one at times. Yeah, so we, we you know, that was that was something. But Fifteen? Was, well, she was 15 and a half. How old were you? I was uh, 18 and a half. So, you know, we, we, we survived and were in the church together. And by the time I had just turned 22 and she was just 19, we married. Then six months later, she fell pregnant. Now, that's now Tyson. Tyson's 38. So that's the first point. Now, in the idealistic world of that existence, marrying as a virgin within the church. How old were you? 20 Just turned 22. Me too. Mm. So I've got this idealistic idea that I'm different and I'm actually blessed because I was a virgin and I married a virgin. And because we married with the Lord's protection around what it was to be a virgin when yeah. we got married, this was going to protect us all our lives. And that actual fact, other people who were part of the world, who were part of the uh, you know, we used to call it Satan's system of things, you know, terrible, uh, the rest of the world. We were the blessed. So I thought I was blessed. So off I went. I didn't know the baggage I was carrying with the pain of my father and my mother and all the things that, you know, you'd learn later in life. But actually, what I worked out was that as time went on, I had a lot of pain body that I was giving to my wife, but I didn't know. <laughs> so, you know, my pain body that I was walking with was the pain body of the past of yeah. my father because my father went to prison, robbed a train. He had a very difficult existence. He went to the religion. My mum was a salvo, but they went to the religion when I was two. No, my mum was before, but they went to Jehovah's Witness religion yeah. to save themselves and then it was pushed on to me. On so, to you. And pushed yeah. on to my sister. So it's very interesting. So you, you start to understand what was going on. Yeah. So as I was able Whoa, to... Whoa, that's amazing. As I was able to move away from that, it was, yeah. it was an interesting journey. Then you go to a place of, okay, where is the love? What is the love? I didn't get a chance to explore love. And obviously I wasn't loving in a way where it was okay. We had another child, but the relationship didn't work for whatever reason. And I was playing football and I uh, broke my leg and they took me off to the hospital. And during the time that I was in hospital, my wife went to our friend's house and they ended up, you know, good friends. They ended up having a relationship in, in that for that period of time that I was in hospital. Wow. And they come and visited me. So my wife and my friend, my best friend, come and visit me. And then I could feel the energy wasn't right. 
And I said, look, can you bring me some clean jocks? And no, I didn't get any clean jocks. I'm like, oh, something going on. So I wheeled my wheelchair because I had a broken leg and I wheeled my wheelchair and I noticed them walking and they were hand in hand. This is a difficult thing to deal with because as a young man, I'm stuck in hospital, but I can see my wife with my best mate. Yeah. Now, for whatever was going on for them, I didn't concern myself about them. I concerned myself about me and become the poor victim guy. So I got all upset. I thought, now I think to myself, what a bloody blessing for me. Because it, well, it turned out being a blessing. But at the time, I was totally consumed by sadness. But you should be. That's like... obviously. <laughs> but the most interesting. There's nothing wrong with being consumed <laughs> with sadness at that moment. My God. I understand. However, what it ended up becoming, which is what I recognise now, is the biggest, one of the biggest moments of my life of learning. Right. Yeah. And understanding. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And you go, ah, this is why that could have happened, and this is what it is. Yeah. And yeah. I'm interested in the idea that adversity. You know, and I've been married now. I'm on to my fourth wife, looking for my fifth. Really? But I'm not seriously looking for my fifth. I'm just saying I've been married four cool. times. So I've been very fortunate in being able to fall in love. You've got a lot of love to give. And a lot of love to give. So yeah. very fortunate. I've brought up a lot of children. So I'm, I'm, to, I'm up to my 11th. But I've got surrogate kids all over the place. So I also Unreal. encourage and help and support. It doesn't surprise me. I didn't know that. That doesn't not surprise me. Oh, I'm very lucky. Like, I, I was joking then saying you've got a lot, lot, lot of love to give, but you do actually have a lot of love well, to give. A, that's an absolute blessing. Yeah. But the place of where that's I beautiful. found whenever I was becoming the fixer, because obviously what I realised as I was my journey was going, every woman I come along that I found was that I had purpose with that I could fix, I attempted to. So I attempted to fix women's issues. My second wife was an Indigenous lady, absolutely gorgeous, Deborah. And she had a most amazing way, but she had three children. Her husband was a very professional surfer. They lived out at, at, out of Sejuna there, and, you know, he used to surf professionally out there. And a cactus. Cactus, yeah, beautiful. So amazing. I went to it? cactus and sharks but amazing oh amazing sir yeah. so anyway they started they had three kids i took on that relationship married her and that lasted for a short period of time then i took on another situation married that one so i ended up bringing up children but i realized i was being mixed to fix it so yeah. i said i'm still there i can't fix it i'm fixing you now so <laughs> you can't fix me mate i oh, know i'm broken um, <laughs> i'm broken forever <laughs> thankfully yeah. thankfully i have met someone i can't fix um, <laughs> But the place, the place of where the learning is, and I know that you know this, is it's so interesting. Adversity is our greatest teacher. Of course. And if we didn't yeah. have adversity, we yeah. wouldn't learn. Yeah. So the character of us, and I can see the pain that you carry through the adversity that you may or may not have faced, and I know that you are a creator of making movies or making stories mm -hmm. about people who face adversity. And the last movie you made... I saw this young man mm. and I saw the adversity that he faced and I go, ah, that's interesting. Mm. But I, didn't, I hadn't watched the movie and I know that I'd contributed to help make it. The one thing that interested me around that idea of attempting to create a story around somebody's adversity or their, their challenges that they have around their lives mm. is that somehow with that particular little movie that you made, you captured the actual energy of the event in its absoluteness. Mm. And I'm going, you captured him, you captured the feeling that he gave around what it was like being in Adelaide yeah. and what it was like being in the club scene, mm. what it was like then to travel 
and what it was like with his aunties and what it was like. And when whoever helped you, and I know you were, you were the director type, what would you, assistant? Uh, producer. What, producer? Yeah. So when you're producing, you're helping create everything around it. Mm. The director's directing, and so you're creating, I don't know, it must be so hard. But what, you're, you're trying to understand what a producer does. Oh, you? my God, it's hard. Anyway, yeah. explain to us what a producer actually does and how you manage to do Everything and nothing. Everything and nothing? Yeah. Mm. Tell me Literally how everything and nothing. Like, Yeah, like literally the producer. Uh, look, it's, uh, it's a new gig for me too. Mm. Producing. I, I had only produced once before mm. on a, a film that we ended up making a web series with a mate of mine, Josh Tyler, who wrote the film Top End Wedding. All right. Um, have you have you seen? Yes, that? I've seen that. Yeah, Very yeah. clever. Nice, yeah. nice, beautiful. Feel good film. A yeah, lovely yeah. film. Done Be- well. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful cinematography. Beautiful. We made a film together in eleven days in wow. Northern Victoria, in like around Kyneton, where he lived. Yeah. I just got back from the US doing a tour with Windmill. Yeah, like we we were just like, all right. Let's do this. He he he's like a good a good mate of mine, and he he studied at Afters and was a screenwriter. And he said, "You want to produce this with me?" I was like, "All right, <laughs> all right, <laughs> sure." And I was you know acting, and I'm in every every scene in it. And we spent a month in in Victoria, you know, like in pre production. I learnt the ropes basically through Josh and off we went, you know, like I, I raised a, a small amount of money to make the film and we, you know, put in our own money as well and and off we went. It was like a huge, huge learning curve. <laughs> you're, like, you're on the coal face now and yeah. you, you realise what you haven't got very you know, quickly. <laughs> the, the, cool, the cool thing is that, you know, like, the castle, the film, the castle oh. was made in eleven days, uh-huh. so it was ours. <laughs> Incredibly, there's so. just like an absolute classic. Mm. Ours, so, is so on, ours is on YouTube. So, so <laughs> simple and so clever at its time. Yeah, and the castle ended up creating stars. But, yeah. So, but, so yeah. So I got the of- bug for for producing from that. Really, I was like. I love this process of being at the beginning and the end of the process. Hmm. And we went on to do, you know, Matt called me on to Marunka Chalachunu and off we went and we uh, did the early, you know, trip up to the the northern part of South Australia and Northern Territory and shot the beginnings of it and then came back and reassessed it and... And then went back again, and but I can't remember what, what a challenge because I, I can't imagine. Where I, were we? I, 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 I don't know. You, shit. I, I, you're talking shit about being a producer, but I, what, mm. what, what I'm talking about is adversity. Oh, yeah, you asked me what is a producer's role? No, I, I was talking about adversity and you creating a movie around adversity. And when I saw this movie, and I, I know the main actor. The main actor is a extremely interesting mm. individual who happens to you know be happy to share exactly how it is for him. Yeah. And it, it's so interesting because you don't always get that. You might get it as someone who's acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the acting role, because I'd spent an evening having a drink with him and with his friends. And Look, but you, yeah, you say, like, this is where I was, you, like, first of all, you were asking, like, the producer's role and whatever and mm. whatever, whatever that is. But, you know, I mean, like, it is everything and nothing and that's whatever. Mm. Literally, you're like... 
schedules, finance, and also script, you know, like... Well, you're, very, keeping, you're, keeping sit, things, you're keeping things in line. We sit there with Matt and, how do, and Derek at the beginning, and yeah. they're writing the script, and then Matt's sending it to me, and I go, I don't like this. He goes, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit what you think. We're shooting it anyway. And I go, fine. And then when it comes to the edit room, it gets chopped out. <laughs> and all that sort of thing that goes <clears throat> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so it's an ongoing... But then it's also raising the finance and it's like scheduling. Lots it's of like things going hiring on. Hiring the buses, getting us there. You know, it's like it's being part, everything and nothing. The producers producing and putting and contributing. And, and like getting Matt and Derek into the space and the cinematographer so that they can make it as best they can. I know. It's like, you but, guys, we, this is what we do. We go like... Let's talk to the, and the producer's job. In my opinion, in my opinion, you know, like as a rookie producer, yeah, I think about it. This is what I think. This is how I think about it. Mainly, I go, what would I want if I was directing? Mm. What would I want my what producers would I need to do want? Yeah. for me? Mm. And and that's what I try to achieve. Mm. I go like, I want the creatives to be creating. Mm. I want to create a space for them. To do that and just harmoniously do it, and also you know, what, what try I, to try to like like I, be around the decision making. What I noticed in a, in a small way, if you can, yeah, but but, what, but you don't, you, do, you know, you're doing, no, you don't. no, no. But Matt, like, it's wild. He's such a great director, you know, and it's so wonderful. You just openly hand that to him, and he just goes, no, 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 and I go tear my hair out. Then I look at it and I go, "You're brilliant." But there's a, <laughs> he makes the best that's decisions. My, that's my point. That, you know, that, that behind the behind the pain of of adversity of the story mm. is the people who are making the story. Yeah, yeah. And the people and that's Derek and Matt. Yes, and at, you, the, at the at yes, the chalk face. Yes, you know, it is Derek and Matt because yeah. he, he and that's he, like a, a wonderful collaboration, white and black. You know, yes. two artists meeting. Yes, and going. And we're going to tell a story together, and you and you were you were part of that producer person mm. who had to keep those people in a space where they could continue the story. You know, you know they're because going. So you know hard. they're going to Berlin today, right? Yeah. Matt and Derek are off there tonight. Oh, they're going tonight. And I go on Monday. Yeah. How next beautiful. Week. How beautiful. Well, I've been on the phone this afternoon. Mm. Same producer problems. <laughs> Doesn't end. Doesn't stop. <laughs> it's wild, mate. Derek's ringing me going, I don't know what, Matthew wants me to get gifts and blah, blah, blah. Oh, here we go. And, and Derek's like, and Matt's like, Where are you going to stay over yeah, here? Yeah. Have you got it sorted? Oh, uh, we've got it all organised. That's, you know. Oh, like, it, the things you had fun. to do. But, yeah, oh, man, it took a while. But luckily, you know, the festival puts them up for a few nights and then we found some accommodation and flights and Screen Australia are amazing. They gave us a... A grant as well. Did they? Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. I remember, so you you remember the... when we had the screening? Yeah. Uh, that, they are incredible, mate. Like, they, like, w- we sent the film to them after... Whatever, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and we, you know... Well, that thing that happened was, you know, a little bit of an argument behind the scenes, yeah. And the, f- the film went to, to them and Screen Australia just went, this is incredible. Like this is an amazing. It is. It is incredible. This, this is an amazing film. I was taken and, by how and good it is. The the head of the festivals at Screen Australia, she sent it to Sundance and she sent it to Berlin straight off the bat and went, "You guys should check this out." And they've just been incredible throughout the process. They've just been like right bow sides, 
And so, you know, we're, we're so lucky that we have this. Well, if it, if it didn't... That, you know, like, we, we're able to go and then write to Screen Australia and say we want to, you know, Berlin's chosen us for the film festival. Can you help us get there? And they go, yeah. And they've got to, they go, here's the funding. You know, here's the link. You guys need to do this and this and this and they... <laughs> More paperwork for the producer, oh, is it? <laughs> well... It's not much as is small as a small one, but you know, like they, you know, we sent it off, and they were like amazing. They gave us the money, and off we go to go to Berlin. What 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 it is interesting about it is it's a story that uniquely involves a cross culture. What is the story? You know, you, hey, do you know? Do you know this is like the elevator pitch, Paul? Oh yeah. Give me the story in in like two sentences. Two sentences. This is, this is what you have to. We, we have, you have to write that for the, mm. for the mm. for the guide and everything. You've got mm. to like tell the mm. story in, mm. in two sentences. One sentence it is. One sentence. Mm. It's called the it's called the log line of the film. It's so weird. The log line of the, the log film. line of oh, film. You've got to be able to like. Have you established it? Have yep, tell your film saying. in like one mm. sentence. It's so intense. The intense sense. The the the, the idea that you can create. The what the film is about, the narrative, the, the characters, the tone, oh, the story, all those beautiful words. I all, love it all in one sentence. And, and have you done it? I didn't. Who did it? <laughs> the director. You have to pay the, and the writers. Yeah, and how, what they come up with? Can I? Do you know it? <laughs> no, you can't remember. It? It's two sentences. I can't remember what they are. <laughs> oh, you should be telling us. Oh, we're here. I want to get it. I mean, no, right, I'm we'll asking you. To, I want you to tell me the film. Oh. Marunka Chalachunu is a dipped in black is a story is a film is a it, it, it's a journey into being it's, it's practical it's, actually it's uh, like it, 100% it's, practical. you don't have to be esoteric or or spiritual with your logline it's, no, no, it's you got to be you get it but it's a road movie right a road movie of acceptance and love yes so or or like a guy's journey from Adelaide to home. <laughs> I just, a, a guy's journey for, from Adelaide to home for spiritual healing. For spiritual healing, and you wouldn't think because well, that's all it is. That's that's it. Though. That's it. But, but the, that's the film, right? But the character is unique in that the character Derek, yeah, become who plays himself, yeah, yeah. who become the the character that is Derek is Derek, and so Derek yeah. lived himself and managed to maintain himself. As as the person who somehow I don't know how he did it, but the person who he communicated while he was over in the lands, mm. and you could see the person he communicated, and he 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 walked his own struggle around himself. It wasn't only the struggle that other people might have about this, their opinion of him, mm-hmm. but you could see the struggle of his own struggle of his self within himself, mm. because herein lies the struggle of what could be. The idea of a man who does who does actually can actually manifest themselves as the character of Tina Turner. What? What? Mm. Well, if you're a man who can do that mm. and can put the heels on and can put the nail polish on and put the lipstick on, which is obviously I can't and obviously you can't, but if you are a, <laughs> yeah. can you imagine? <laughs> you and I. It's not going to be the best film in the world, is it? <laughs> oh, dear, we could try. We uh, could give it a go, but I'm not, sure. yeah. I'm not sure we get any following. But the fact is that, that there are people in the world 
you know, I, I'm always amazed by the by the people who can dress up as a woman. But the the, the famous Danny LaRue's or the, the 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 you know Dave Edners and the and the people of the world who are men who can portray themselves as women and mm. successfully entertain and bring about some form of um, yeah you know, whatever. Yeah. It's a skill and it's and it's obviously unique. I, I don't think Derek. Derek wasn't into that. No, it's not about Derek, him being a woman. No, but, at all. But when yeah. the end of the show, when Derek was being himself, who was that person who was also the entertainer for mm. the joy of the community, and yeah. he was bringing joy to the community, and he was in some ways what it felt like to me. The, the realness of it was: I'm not doing it for me. Or I'm not doing it because it, it's just a, a, a part of something that I know I can be. Yeah. And I, and it's about the joy that Tina Turner brought to him. Yeah. And he was sharing the Tina Turner journey that <clears throat> it was to him. And he was being so honest about the way that affected him. And he could quite easily fall into those roles, but he was just being dress-ups. Mm. And we all play dress-ups in mm. some way or form, you know. Uh, yeah. It, look, I think these are the um like the interesting themes of the film, you know, like so many levels and yeah, so many yeah. themes going on. Yeah, and and just done in in picture with voiceover, you know, like and clever, clever like, the way I, it's done in picture and voiceover. Yeah, clever. like I think you know, like Derek <clears throat> inhabits three worlds. Yep, distinct worlds, quite very unique. distinct worlds. Mm. You know, like he's an initiated Yakunjara man, mm. and. You know, how can he, you be that and and also be that? And he's also <laughs> yeah, and he's also you know a, a gay mm. man, mm. and he lives in the city mm. and deals with all of the, the prejudices and all of the you know. So he, he, he you don't know, imagine it, it's quite a remarkable one. You know, like I mean, I, I you know I, I don't think Derek would disapprove of me saying this. We've known each other for a long time now. Uh, but he does inhabit those worlds. They are his three, mm. you know. I think there's kind of another layer there as well. But you know, like he does inhabit. He's growing still. You know, he's yeah, still a young we man. all are. It's mm. like, and he, he really does inhabit those worlds. And it's testament to Matt and and Derek as co-creators and co-directors and writers the way that they were formidably able to capture that on screen. Ah, thank you, listeners. What a great episode talking about that movie, Dipped in Black. We learned about what it is to be a producer. What a very interesting episode. Thanks, everyone. That's another episode from Podcast with Paul. Special thanks, everyone. Remember... Keep an eye out for our next exciting episode with more fun special guests. Find out more of what we're all about and look up the Laughter Project. Hey everyone, be happy.